Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Talk Recorded live. Good evening and thank you for tuning in tonight. For the Word of Life Anointed Ministries weekly broadcast, Alive Because of the Word. We are alive tonight because of God's Word residing on the inside of us. We give God praise. We give Him honor. We give Him glory. At this time, for this day, for this is the day that the Lord has made, we shall rejoice and be exceedingly glad in it. We thank God for His grace for his mercy, for his favor that he has bestowed onto us in this time, in this season. We give give God praise. We give him honor. We give him glory because he's worthy to be praised. We thank him for who he is to us. Thank him for how he he woke us up this morning, closing our right minds and started us on our way. We give him praise tonight. We give him honor tonight. We give him glory tonight. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this opportunity that you've given us once more to come before your throne of grace tonight, to come to you, to say thank you, Lord, for how you've been so good to us. You've been so kind. You've been so faithful. You've been so loving to us. We give you praise tonight. Thank you, Heavenly Father. You're worthy to be praised. You're worthy to be praised. You're worthy to be honored. You're worthy to be glorified. King of kings and Lord of lords, we bless your name tonight. We thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for another opportunity you've given us. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you honor. We give you glory. Once again, we'd like to welcome you to another session of Alive because of the Word. We are alive tonight because of God's Word residing on the inside of us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I would like to take this time now and and later on during the broadcast to thank everyone who called during the time of our bereavement, who came to the funeral, everyone who sent cards, everyone who who uh, did something or just called us to let us know that we, they were, we were in their prayers. We thank you. And those who came by to the funeral and to the repast, we said thank you. It just strengthened us and showed us some support. We give God praise for you. May he continue to bless you and give, you, give it back to you a hundredfold in Jesus' name. Tonight, We're going to be talking about the six keys to living the life God plans for you. There are keys that God has given us for living this life, the abundant life that he has planned for us. Because before the foundation of the earth, before we were formed in our mother's womb, he had a plan for us. He had a purpose for us. 
And that plan and that purpose is still in existence. And as we live our days and we go to him and ask him, he will show it to us. He will reveal it to us. He will let us know what he has put us on this earth to accomplish for the kingdom. It's all about the kingdom. Because when you take care of the kingdom and you seek the kingdom, everything that you need will be added unto you. Everything you desire, not only not only your needs, but God also goes to the extent to give you the, your heart's desires, and he will do just that. I want you to know tonight that you don't owe anything. Your bill has already been paid. When I think about what Jesus did for us, when he gave his life on the cross, I am reminded of those times, and I realize God has said those same wonderful words to us. You don't owe anything. Your bill has already been paid without our asking him to do it. While we were, or while we were still living in sin and rebellion, Jesus paid the price for our forgiveness. With his own blood, he paid the debt we owe to God for every sinful thing we have, we have done or will ever do. He set us free from sin, sickness, and pain. He paid the bill so we can be whole, spirit, soul, and body. I like the way uh, Isaiah 53, 4 and 5 says it. I like the way he says Surely he has borne our grief, our sicknesses, our weaknesses, our distresses, and carry our sorrows and pain of punishment. Yet we ignorantly consider him stricken, smitten, and afflicted by God. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised by our guilt and iniquities. The chastisement needful to obtain peace and well-being for us was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed and made whole. We are healed. Now we will be healed, but we are healed. That last phrase of that verse makes a great deal to me. I love the fact that it says we are healed and made whole. It doesn't say that one day we will be healed and made whole. It doesn't say that possibly if it is the will of God. We might be healed and made whole. It says we already are. So number one, don't argue with God. Don't argue with God. Whatever is going on in your life is for a purpose. Don't argue with God. If you have sickness in your body or you might be tempted to argue with me about that, you might say, oh, I'm hurting here right now. I've been to the doctor. He says I'm sick. I have x-rays to prove it. You can say I'm healed, but I don't see it. I'm not the one saying it. God is the one who's saying it in his word. I'm just quoting him. He's giving us the good news that the price for sickness which entered the world through sin has been paid. So what, are, what, kind, what type of sickness is this? Sickness? In your finances, sickness, in your relationship, whatever that sickness is, he says, you're healed. So if you're giving your heart to Jesus, you don't have to pay the price of sickness anymore. Your healing has already been provided. You can simply 
receive it by faith and go on. Let, let, let me give an example. What if you went to a restaurant to eat and someone sitting next to you or someone who came in the restaurant saw you there and went to the cashier and paid your bill and said, whatever that person's bill is, I am taking care of it tonight or today. As simple as this, Messiah, we receive healing from God in just the same way. We take him at his word. We believe we are healed, not because we feel healed or look healed at the moment, but because God said we are. By faith, we start talking like we're healed. We start acting like we're healed. Before long, our bodies line up with the word of God and it becomes apparent to everyone that we are truly healed. And before long, our finances begin to line up. And before long, our relationships begin to line up. Number two, receive it by faith. Some people are reluctant to receive whatever healing they need by faith. They think it's so hard to do. So you just can't go to the doctor or wait around hoping someone will lay hands on them and tell them the power of God in spite of their own beliefs. Please understand that I'm in favor of laying hands on the sick, and I love it when the gifts of healing operate. But, and I think doctors are wonderful and a great blessing to mankind. But too often people just rely on medical doctors to help them. No. God who made this body is able. He put the body together, and he is able to take care of this body if you ask him. The truth is, even if someone lays hands on you or the doctor gives you medicine, you get healed this time. One of these days, you will still have to grow up spiritually and learn to operate by faith if you want to live a victorious Christian life. Faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. My, my late uncle's favorite uh, uh, scripture was, we walk by faith and not by sight. And he confessed that scripture. Even on his sick bed, on the bed of affliction, he still confessed that, that, that scripture. And that scripture took him a long way. Why? Because the Bible says clearly in three separate verses, the just shall live by faith. Romans 1.17, Galatians 3.11, Hebrews 10.38. We are born again by faith. We will fulfill the will of God in our lives by faith. Whatever God's will is for your life, you can only fulfill it by faith. If you were sick, we receive healing. If you were broke, we get financial increase by faith. If our kids are in trouble, we get them back into the fall of God by faith. We receive anything and everything we need from God by faith. By faith. By faith. Faith is simply believing what God says in his word. It is trusting what he says more than we trust our natural senses or what other people say. Faith is believing God enough to talk and ask and act as if his word is true, even when circumstances around us seem to indicate that it is not. How do we get that kind of faith? 
Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. So if you want to get stronger faith, spend more time in the word of God. Keep a steady stream of God's word flowing into your ears. Keep yourself spiritual, spiritually fed. Just like you feed this, this uh, 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 physical body, you have to feed your spirit man, spiritual food. When you're driving in your car, when you when you you uh, um, in your in your room or in your house or wherever you are, go regularly meetings where you hear the word of God preach, just like you need to eat physical food every day, several times a day. To keep going, you need to eat spiritual food every day. I can't wait until somebody comes and spoon feeds me the word, and neither can you. And if I'm going to live every day by faith, I need to be strong in the word every day. If I don't, my faith will dwindle. And I can't afford that. I can't afford to be a lazy Christian because the devil is out there waiting to get a shot at me any time. He's looking for the least opportunity to get to you, to see your blessings that Jesus has brought brought for you. And I don't think you want to give it to him. So number three, resist the devil. Actually, if it weren't for the devil living, I said it would be a, a, a piece of cake. There will be hardly enough, hardly any effort to do it to it at all, because God's word about everything He's done for us through Jesus Christ is so wonderful, and it's easy to agree with. The first time we hear it, we, we are usually happy. We want to shout all the way from church home. But after a few days have passed and the devil starts pressuring us with symptoms and circumstances and discouraging lies and distressing thoughts, we find that some effort is required to continue to believe God. Why? Because he wants to wear us out. That's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to wear us out where we can just give up and say, Okay, I'm tired, but not so. I come to tell you tonight, not so. That's why it is so vital for us to keep our hearts full of God's word. By keeping it before our eyes, going into our ears, even sleeping with the word of God, playing, and it goes into our subconscious mind. It will be in our hearts in abundance and come out of our mouths in faith. Because when pressure comes, what comes out of us will be what is in us in the greatest abundance. As Jesus said in Luke chapter 6, verse 45, the good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and the evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For out of the overflow of his heart, his mouth speaks. If God's word about healing, about finances, about deliverance is abundantly stored in your heart, when the symptoms or when the circumstances begin to bombard you, you will begin resisting those symptoms and you begin to speak faith. Almost without thinking about it. And you will say, oh, no, devil. I know it too well that my God shall supply all my needs. 
according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Jesus paid the price for us to be well, and I intend to be well. So you just don't take your symptoms and get, you just tell him, just take your symptoms. Why are you trying to make me feel sick? Why are you trying to make me feel discouraged? Why are you trying to make me feel lost and wounded and in despair? Take your symptoms and get out of here. I will not let you make me depressed today. The blood of Jesus is against you. And keep packing your bags and start going. However, if you have spent more time thinking of the natural things than you have about the word, it's a different story. You probably just lie down and take it when the devil uses sickness or whatever circumstances to bombard you and you begin to feel terrible, you begin to feel discouraged, you begin to feel abandoned, and that's what he wants you to be. That's where he wants you. He wants to push you against the wall. Have put your back against the wall. And then he say, yeah, I got him. I got her. Like it or not, that kind of pressure comes to every Christian. For the time being, the devil is still operating in the earth because he is a thief and a liar. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to rob us of the abundant life that Jesus has provided for us. He does it by challenging our faith. He knows what challenges your faith. If it's not in the area of sickness, he will not challenge you in that area. If it's in the area of finances, he will challenge you. If it's in the area of relationships, he will challenge you. Whatever area he knows that you're weak in, he will challenge you, begin to challenge you in that area. So how should we respond to that challenge? By holding fast to the word of God and absolutely, positively, refusing to give up, refusing to give up until we see his promises manifested in our lives. Number four, know within yourself that there are no two ways about it. Sometimes sometimes that can be pretty tough, not because the devil is so strong and powerful. He is not. The Bible says he has already been disarmed. He has been brought to nothing. Even so, he is still a very good liar. He can really paint a bleak, bleak, bleak picture. He can whisper negative thoughts in your ears and make a situation look so bad that you will find yourself wanting to just quit and just give up. That's where he wants you to be. And that's where he's working to, to get you. And so if you allow him, he will get your back up against the wall. When that happens, you must follow the direct instructions given to us by the early church. When we're facing persecution for our, for our when they were facing persecution for their faith, all believers were plundering their houses and stealing their possessions in an attempt to get them to renounce Jesus back in the early church. Yet, in Hebrews, the, 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 the Hebrews says, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 34 to 39 says, Yeah, ye took joyfully the spoiling of your goods. They didn't give up. They didn't quit. 
when they when 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 their goods were being spoiled, knowing in yourself that you have a heaven, a better and enduring substance. Cast not away therefore your confidence, which had great recompense of reward. For ye have need of patience, that after you have done the will of God, you might receive the promise. For yet a little while, and he that shall come will come. He will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. We see that again. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. Wow. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 34 to 35. Jesus, don't draw back because that's what he wants you to do. He wants you to lose your confidence, he says, in God. He, that's what he wants. He, that's what he wants. And that's what this, the Hebrew writer is saying. Do not cast away, therefore, your confidence, because it has great reward. When you hold out, and you hold out, and you see what the enemy is doing to you, when you hold out on the word, and you keep letting that word that word stand before you, and you keep letting that word encourage you, I will not cast away my confidence. I will see this situation to the end. I will see this situation to the end. Because according to the verses, in order to receive what God has promised us, whether it be healing or any spiritual blessing or any physical blessing, we must know within ourselves what we have been given in Jesus. That means we must know it is not just with our head knowledge, but with our heart. We must have his word rooted so deeply and firmly within us that when we hear lies to the contrary of what God is saying, we don't buy it. We must be fully persuaded of what God says, that we act as if it is true, even when the natural circumstances, it's not looking good. But because the word says, we must be fully persuaded that we will not give up, that we will not quit, that we will not throw in the towel, that we will not let the enemy get us down. We can't quit when the going gets tough. If we quit, it's over. If we lay down our faith and give up, the devil can keep us in permanent defeat because he knows where he is. If he can defeat you in that area, he's got you. And that's what he wants because he knows your weakness. So he will keep pressing the button and keep pressing and keep putting pressure on you and keep putting pressure on you and keep putting pressure on you. How? That's what he wants. Because he wants to put as much pressure as on you that you can't bear it. But I like the way verse 36 says it in the Amplified Version. It makes very clear, and it says, For you have need of steadfast patience and endurance, so that you may perform and fully accomplish the will of God, and thus receive and carry and enjoy to the full. What is promise? Steadfast patience. 
steadfast, unmovable, unmovable. No matter how he bring it to you, you take it the other way. He put this in, in your way, you take that way. Whatever he put in your way, you can overcome it because you are over, we are overcomers. We are victors and not victims. We win all the time. If you are a child of God, you will always win in the final analysis. God's children never lose. They never lose. It might look like you're losing. The enemy might be trying to tell you that you are losing, but you are not losing because God's children never lose. They are always victors and not victims. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Not what it looks like. Not what the doctor say. Not what the lawyer say. Not what the circumstances say. They're presenting themselves to you. They're looking like these monsters. They're looking like these mountains that cannot be overcome. But when we walk by faith, <laughs> and not by sight, God is able, for able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think because of the power that is working in us, that dunamis power that is residing in us, that is existing in us. Dunamis, we have it. We have it. And that's what the enemy is trying to steal from us. That's what he's trying to steal from us. He's making a concerted effort every day. So we, if, he, if he's working 24 hours a day, we have to be working 24 hours a day. We don't give him no rest. We don't give him no rest because he doesn't give us any rest. My time is far spent, and I must continue this message next week. Thank you for tuning in tonight to the Word of Life in United Ministries weekly broadcast. Join us again next Wednesday night at 9 p.m. for another session of Alive Because of the Word. We are alive because of God's Word residing on the inside of us. And once again, I'd like to thank everyone on this broadcast who sent us cards during our bereavement, who called us, who came to the funeral, who touch bases with us and let us know that they were there for us. Thank you. And may God richly bless you and empower you and enable you in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for everyone under the sound of my voice tonight. You know whatever that need is. I ask you to meet them at the point of need tonight, whether that need be physical, spiritual, or financial. We thank you for meeting them at their point of need tonight. We give you praise tonight. We give you honor tonight. We give you glory tonight. We thank you tonight that we walk by faith and not by sight, not because of what it looks like, not because of what the doctor says, not because of what the lawyer says, not because of what our children or our relatives say. All our relationships say, but because you have a plan, you have a purpose for our lives. And 
we will fulfill the will of God for our lives, no matter what it looks like, no matter what it sounds like, no matter what the enemy is saying, you are still in control. And because you're in control, we know that we are victors and not victims. We win all the time. We win all the time. So no matter what that smoke screen that Satan has prepared and and is flaunting around, those circumstances and situation is just a smoke screen. It's just a smoke screen, and it shall all blow away. It shall all blow away when you, when we let you, when we put you, sorry, in control of these situations and circumstances, they shall all be blown away like dust, like the wind, like chaff. So tonight, may the blood of Jesus blow away every screen that is confronting us, that is besetting us, every smoke screen that's presenting itself as something. <laughs> you are nothing. You are not. The blood of Jesus is against you, and we bind you and cast you out to the pits of hell. In the name of Jesus, by the blood of Jesus. And, Father, we give Phil not to give you the praise. Fail not to give you the honor, and fail not to give you the glory. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Thank you again for tuning in. Tune in again next Wednesday night at 9 p.m. God loves you, and I love you. Have a wonderful evening. Bye-bye.